Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, March 4, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Oh boy, what do we have on the docket today? Well, the market had another pretty good down day in the cards. And the first order of business is nobody should be surprised. We were looking for a top. We got the top. The market makes a top in a process formation, process format. We're in a period of time where we're going to continue to see, and we have been seeing, large swings in both directions. That's part and parcel to what's going on. It's what happens in a corrective phase. Let's discuss what's jumping off the page on the daily chart, and then we'll dig into all the other stuff. What are the two lines, 376 and 373? 75. So those two numbers, the first number was a minimum objective from inside the numbers this morning. The 373.75 was the better buy. They even spiked it by a pretty good amount. But I want to talk about that for a moment. I think it's a good time and I think it's appropriate to kind of give you the thought process and the why behind the thought process. Forget the numbers and how they come about and all that stuff. We'll get to that later. What I'm discussing here is how do you gain confidence that there's going to be some kind of a market reaction, market bounce from this general area? I think we can all agree that this still qualifies for a breakout area. The market broke out from here before, it came back to retest it, it broke out again. This general zone, and this is where the art and the science kind of intersect. You know it's a breakout area, but to do it to the penny is not necessarily the easiest thing in the world to achieve. However, we know it's a general zone. So here's what I'll say. When you have a market reversal, and this is a reversal in here, this pivot low, okay, on the 29th of January, the following day, the market reversed and continued on creating another breakout area which was really similar to this breakout area, 373.75, give or take. So A, we know the market, when they come back to test a former breakout area, they're generally going to find some garden variety support, even if it's intraday support. We talk about that all the time. When the market's on a hard sell, they spike numbers by a lot. They make you hold on for dear life. That's the job of the market. Remember, it's the market's job to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. That's also to say they want to make you look like you're wrong for as long as possible. They want to bring you to the edge just when you're about to punch out of the position and say, I can't take it anymore. That's generally closer to the end than it isn't of the turn. Let's get to some brass tacks. Where do we go from here? Well, A number one, you're gonna expect to continue rodeo ride. This is what the market's gonna look like for a while. Also, just to reiterate what we're looking at from a corrective type of market, does it morph into a bear market, all that stuff. The answer is, and I'm gonna reiterate something that I said a number of times over the last several weeks, long before the turn long before the third week in February. What we're looking at is a prolonged corrective phase for the market. If in fact, we're going to have a prolonged corrective phase in time, 
then it would make sense that we'll have the same in price. It's not important right now how low the market can go. We don't need to have that discussion. All I will say is, it's probably going to go lower than most of you think it will. Just like the market always goes higher than people think it can, the same is true on the flip side. And once again, let me also reiterate, they're going to make it look like the correction's over a number of times. Not once, not twice, not trice. They're going to do it over and over and over again. That's the way the market works. Now, taking a look at the weekly chart, I want to mention something we've already mentioned, but it's worth mentioning again. So this is a weekly chart, so each week is one candle. We have a weekly chart, breakup candle low, 370.38. Today's low was 371.88, not exactly a bona fide test of the breakup candle, but what we do know is a couple of things. Number one, if they close the week, or any week for that matter, below that low, look out below. Let me also reiterate, and I just popped back on the 384 trend line, that's going to be important by Friday at 4 p.m. The weekly close above or below 384 is important. Now, you'll see this inside the numbers, but it's worth mentioning right now, whereas the high of day today is what? exactly on the button 384. Does anybody think now, even if they didn't think it before, that that number is important? And the answer is absolutely it is. The market told us it was today. Look what happened on a shorter time frame. And if you were in the market, you saw this obviously. But what happened over lunchtime is the market was rallying up, try and make some kind of a recovery or have a recovery or what I also like to say is rescue operation, they went up, tagged 384 on the button, not 384.01, not 383.99, 384.00, and absolutely collapsed. Just look at that, and that is the market's way of telling you that a specific number is important. They went to run a test, the test failed immediately, and they fell away like a stone falling from a fourth-story window. I also want to bring your attention to something else going on in the chart, which is, and you have to refer back to the Lazy E-Mini Trader course, think about the pivot top, think about on time, and think about where we are. If you've taken the course, you'll see it. If you haven't, you might not. Let's go ahead and check out inside the numbers. We're going to go through the commentary. I think you should pay attention if you're active in the market during the trading day. And by the way, I want to mention this as well. If you're active in the market during the trading day and you plan to be active for the next several weeks or months, if you think that the rodeo will continue, then think about having a tour guide to help you through these type of markets. We're going to get wide swings in both directions. The only way to take advantage of that stuff is to know your numbers. Think about what's going on around the markets on a day like today, a week like this week, all that stuff. Most people are losing money. We're not losing money. People inside the numbers are not losing money. I'm not losing money. I'm making money. Plenty, plenty of members are making plenty of money. Good for them. That's what this is all about. It's the risk business. You have to be willing to put on the risk to make the other side, which is the profit. Happy Thursday, we've got the makings of a follow-through to the downside. Remember, the market is teetering at an important spot. 
so they're going to try and run a rescue operation to save her. That's posted at zero dark 30, and I suppose that run-up to 384 was all she had in the cards. That was the attempt at the rescue operation. We'll come back to stocks on the move later. Let's get to the early thoughts. What's the setup? First, remember the theme. We're going to get large swings in both directions. These are things you need to think about getting the day going, getting ready for the day. You got to show up in uniform. You have to have the correct mindset, the correct thought process. What's going on this day? What's in front of me? Not what I think, not what the bias is, not what the media says. What's going on right in front of me? Either they're going to try and stage a rescue operation to get the market back above some important stuff like what? Like 384. Yeah, 384. Or we're seeing an early morning fake out and they're going to kill it after the open. We don't know yet, so we maintain an open mind and awareness of both sides. The overnight futures hit a low around ES 3777, which makes the SPY equivalent 377.50, give or take. I want to show you something else, so check this out. So we talked about the overnight low was 377.50 SPY equivalent. Check this out. How about this run up later in the day, right? Not to the 384. That was earlier in the day. That's up here. This is late in the day. What's the high? 377.49 in that candle, 377.49 in that candle. It's just interesting how the numbers come into play based on different circumstances happening at the time. Now, at that time, I wasn't even thinking about the overnight low. But after the fact, when I'm doing the analysis, and this is where you compile the information for the future. That's information that I really wasn't aware of during the trading day at the end of the day, wasn't thinking about the overnight low. And then it dawned on me, hey, they just ran a test from underneath back up to the overnight low. It's just interesting. The numbers are meaningful. There's a reason why the market stopped at that overnight low. There's a reason why the market stopped this afternoon trying to rally at that same number. Why? Because that number is important to the market. We don't always have to know why a number is important to the market. We like to know. It helps to know. It certainly helps the cause. It certainly helps the emotions in the trade. It helps the further analysis, all that stuff. But sometimes we don't have to know. Sometimes we don't care. As long as I know a number is important, that's all I need. Now, Here's where we start to get into brass tacks. There's a really big spot and a would-be prize for the bears if they can get price all the way down to about 376, 375. Now remember, the market opened today at 381.22. So it was nowhere near 376. In S&P points, it's over 50 handles away and we're talking about it at zero dark 30. Just in case they open the trap door, that would be a destination. So a trader could use that information one of two ways. They can buy the market down there looking for a bounce. We'll get to that later. But they can also trade to that on the short side. If the market is breaking and they're heading somewhere, at least in your mind, you have an idea of what the target is. What's the destination? Even if you just exit at 376 and they go lower, so what? Anyway, that's in the spirit of being prepared for both sides of the tape. A little bit of commentary on stocks on the move. If the market's moving heavy on the downside direction, lighter position size is how you mitigate risk. A lot of things in here as just reminders. Let's see what else we've got. We're moving along. 
Opening the day above 381.46 would be an objective for the bulls. They tried to do that, but they couldn't do that. Opening below keeps the door open for a test of 380. So at 916, before the market opens, you already have an idea of what the storyline is. 383.50 to 384 should be resistance if reached on this push. That was after the opening bell. We're back on a five minute chart. Let's get our bearings on what we're discussing here. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Resistance was 383.50, the high 15 minutes into the day, 383.38. They failed. Close, but no cigar. But a quick trade on VRM. We'll get to stocks on the move a little bit later. Remember, the bulls want to really get price over 384 if they can. 384 is a focal point. As the day opens up, still no change. They were in the midst of the pump up phase of the rescue operation. 383.50 to 384.70 is wide, but that's where they're headed. They almost got to 383.50, came up a little bit short. We know about that one. The only thing we've got on the downside, if they should turn around, is today's low, 381.20. If they're down there, the door will open for 380, just in case. So this is like the prep work. The target up north is a minimum of 383.50. Now, when a target isn't reached, that's weakness in the market. So when they turn around and they can't reach a target, you have to scratch your head and say, wait a minute, the market's going down. That's a failure on our hands. Now, if you don't believe in the numbers or you're wishy-washy about the numbers, you can't think like that. But I believe in the numbers, I believe in the targets, and when I see targets not missed, it's generally trouble. Did I say target not missed? When a target is missed, it's generally trouble. As the morning goes along, the bulls need to recapture 381.25 or no dice. What does that mean? That means or they're going lower. Here's another one. So 10.02. What opens the door for 376 or lower? They would have to break through 378.23, which would produce another bear bull battle if reached. There's not much in between current price, that was at the time around 10 o'clock, and 378.23, which is why there's a battle going on. Another way to look at that is there's a vacuum between where the market was at the time and 378.23, which was a low that they would fight for a while. Once broken, opens the door for 376. The market goes in stages. There's no way around that. It's just the way it works. And we're moving right along. At present, the only buy area for me is a lot lower. There's a time to be a spectator. Time to be a trader. At that point in time, it was a spectator sport. Some traders were short, and that's fine, but I'm reluctant to short in the hole. So I'm going to short from a resistance area, but if I'm not short and the market's dropping, it's not my style to sell the market in the hole. Why? Because it gets whipped around. There's short covering rallies. It looks like you're wrong. Even if it's for five or ten minutes, you could be down a lot. I'll short resistance. I'll buy support but I'm reluctant to sell in the hole. Selling in the hole is the one where they break the previous low, you think they're going good on the downside, then all of a sudden they whip it around the other direction and they squeeze out the shorts, they do it over and over and over again. You never know when it's coming from exactly where. We're moving right along. Now from here, I'm gonna scroll up a little bit. I urge you to pause the video, read the notes, go double check the work. They're simply in the process of getting to 383.50 to 384 zone. We already know that over lunch, they did get to 384, hit it on the nose, turned around, and fell through the trap door. 
We know below 381 is trouble for the bulls. You'll see that over and over again in here. There's your failure at 384. Think it's important? You betcha. Is betcha a word? Well, it is today. And by the way, I have a pet peeve that I want to lay out there. You send me an email with the word gonna in it. Gonna isn't a word. Generally speaking, that's what you get back from me. That gonna isn't a word. We're moving right along. By 102, so far they got a low registered of 376.36 against a minimum of 376 cited at zero dark 30 this morning. Not bad. They did not reach the target and will be back at some point. That was at 1.02 p.m. So where is that on the chart? What does that look like? Well, it's right here. This is where they made the low and they tried to rally away. What a terrible color that is for a chart. Let's try that again. Color, take two. This is that spot where they found low, just short of 376, started to bounce away. That's a bona fide fake out. They do that kind of stuff all the time. That's why you need targets. And then you can see they fought 376. They tried to bounce. So any trader that was buying below 376, they gave you multiple bites at the apple in this time frame before they collapsed back down. 376 was a minimum target. Now here's where we start to get a little bit deeper in the woods, deeper in the numbers, 109. Yada, 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 376, but below, what's the actual better buy? 373.75 is the number, and I can't tell you they'll get there today or not. Well, they obviously got there. In fact, they even got lower. And by the way, that was a surprise to me that they went so much below 376.75, 373.75. But here's the deal. I'm really not surprised because in these markets, you have to expect the unexpected. And then again, I'm going to scroll up and you can pause the video. You get the point. You need to know your numbers. There's good stuff in here. Later on in the afternoon, the hourly chart put in a tail candle. So you start thinking, hey, they could pop it into the close. They could rally them into the close. Here's your hourly chart. There's your tail candle. There's your retracement. It's right out of the course. Lazy e-mini trader, almost to the penny. So what do we say here? The hourly chart put in a tail candle on the last hourly close, and now they're running a retracement of said candle. Not easy to buy the market in the afternoon, certainly in the late afternoon. By the way, why is that? Because you're going to run out of time on the clock. If you take a position, I'm just scrolling up. You can obviously pause and read. I urge you to do it. But if you take in a position and there's an hour left in the day or an hour and a half left in the day, you could run out of clock. You could run out of time. You don't want to be a buzzer beater, right? You don't want to have to sell at the buzzer. You don't want to have to take a loss because you don't want to hold something overnight. You need time for the trade to work out. Sometimes you get a quick bounce off these numbers. Other times it takes time. Trades late in the day are harder than the ones in the morning. Not for only that reason, but that's certainly a good reason. Here's a list of stocks on the move. It's a healthy list. FCX, BHP, MRVL, SDGR, and VRM jumped the first target, not the second. So we'll take a look at that one. The rest are off the board because they didn't hit their numbers. We focus on the ones that do hit their numbers. Why is that? Because we only want to take trades at our numbers, not somebody else's. How about FCX, 3275 entry. It worked out until it didn't. You can see the rollover took place or coincided with the market re-rolling over in the afternoon. When the market goes down hard like that, guess what? 
everything is going to get thrown out with the bath water. That's just the way it works. However, before that happened, it did produce the minimum required base hit. The high was 33.52. Quick back of the napkin math, smells like 2%. BHP, you can see what went on here. Early in the morning, they come up short. The low was 75.54 against 75.48 entry. Okay, they miss the number, they rally away. They come back late in the day and do the deal, but you don't want the trade after that. That's not our trade. But the takeaway is the numbers work. You knew that was coming. Marvel Tech, 41.95. They do the deal on the first number. The high is 42.80. Same almost 2% type of deal. 40.34 in the afternoon. Nobody's taking this trade. The market's getting killed. Everybody's scared. I get that. The high here was 41.30. So they gave you the deal twice. Funny how that works. SDGR, this didn't do the deal. It's an error on the page. I get the data from a feed and the feed is wrong. My number was 69.03, the low here was 69.38. The feed was wrong. Here's Vroom, not saying it's the greatest trade on the board, but it still worked and it still gave you the deal. Stock was down, what, 20, 25% right here at the open and you catch a falling knife right on the number. Where does the number come from? It's like magic. When you look at a three-minute chart, you can see where it went. Here's the high of 35.49. It's a $1.50 bounce in minutes. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, we know it's all the same market. What did they do today? So they came in and spiked through the 50-period moving average, rallied back to close above it. It's meaningless at this point. The 50-period moving average isn't meaningless. It's just meaningless that they rallied back to close above it today. It's the first hit of the 50. And the more important number is off this weekly chart, your breakup candle low, 205.76. You lose this on a weekly close, look out below. Just so happens that that's not too far away from this pivot low. So you can see what happened here. The market looked like it was going to roll over, got caught. This is the same reversal we talked about with the SPY before. So that's a breakout area. The market came back to do what? Test the former breakout area. Same thing over and over and over and over again. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, here's the deal. So it was down huge today. I think they were down over 500 points at one point during the session. And remember something that we talked about quite a lot, which is the divergences. So the transports were diverging from other markets. And we said either one of two things is going to happen. Either the other markets are going to turn around and catch up to the transports or the transports are going to roll over and catch up to the other markets. Well, that's what's going on now, or at least apparently going on right now. The transports have rolled over. Now, they rolled over from where they were yesterday, the day before, the day before that, but they're still above all the moving averages. So the trend technically is still up in the transports, and we'll take that at face value. And just for fun, let's also note that the same concept, right? Breakout area. So the market went up to this spot, fell away. Went back to this spot, broke out, came back to test it, found some semblance of support, at least from an intraday perspective. I don't make this stuff up, folks. I just look at the charts, and this is the result of what I think. Again, you're inside my head, dangerous place to be. How about the Qs? Qs only finished down less than 2% today, but they were getting walloped earlier. They went down to 300 and bounced. But here's something I found interesting. I wish I saw this before the fact. 
I didn't. I found it after the fact, and when I put the line on the chart, look what happens. Let me explain something. So let's go to the weekly chart. Let's do the same exercise we just did with the other chart, right? The breakout area. It doesn't matter what chart. We do it all the time. So here's the breakout area, okay? And you see that that was basically around the low today, right? That pivot up here, when you just go across on the weekly chart, that's what it is. But let me take it a step further. So that number is 303.50. Okay, fair enough. So if I'm on the weekly chart and I do that, and I go back to the daily chart, here's what you see. All of a sudden, you see this is where 303.50 is. Holy smokes, there's a gap right there. Aren't they going to find some semblance of support from an intraday perspective? And what's the number on the gap? The number is 301.85. And you say, all of a sudden, I have a breakout area. I have a gap. I'm starting to see a full stack develop. Guess what? There's your spot. It happens to be right around a really, really big fat round number of 300, slightly above it, but that's your safety net. So what was the low of day? I don't think they got to 300. Low is 300.11. Now, if I saw this before price got there, I probably would have posted it. I probably would have pounded the table a little. I saw it after the fact, but when you see this stuff, you say, holy smokes, it happens over and over and over again. And when I see it before the fact, like on a stock, that shows up in stocks on the move, I put it on the board and guess what happens? It works. If they continue to fall, for example, tomorrow on Friday or maybe even into Monday, that's the better spot. 293, 294, 293.30 is really arbitrary. It's in that zone. We'll see what happens leading into the weekend. We'll see what happens on Friday. Do they kill them into the end of the week? Or do they try and bounce them a little bit and make everybody think everything's okay leading into the weekend? Won't matter in the long run. The XLF, not much doing. They're still above all the moving averages, still in an uptrend, down 26 cents. Technically, there's nothing wrong with the XLF. They ran a test of the breakdown candle high yesterday. Today, they came down a little bit, but they're high on the chart and there's technically nothing wrong until there is. Right now, there is not. Smash Mouth, another woodshed day. Get out the crime scene tape once again. Three big down days in a row come up short of the 100 period moving average. Getting so close, you would think that they'll get to the 100 period moving average, but it'll likely coincide with a selling on the major indices. If they're bouncing, the SMH is likely to bounce too, but they're getting killed. This is a pretty good proxy for the tech sector as a whole. What's this tape telling you? What is this chart telling you? Look when it topped out. It topped out the same time as everything else, but it's been accelerating on the downside. If you don't have participation across the semiconductor space, you're not going to have a robust tech rally. It's just not going to happen. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. All true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here. I'm David Frost. My Strategic Forecast, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.